Welcome inside the Locked On Senators podcast brought to you by rockauto.com. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. And we got all the news we'll ever need because the Senators will be back to black. That's right. The long rumored has been confirmed. The Athletic reporting the Senators will rebrand to the 2D logo. We'll get into the specifics and get into some segments. Brock Besser, is he on the block? Does Jacob Bernard Docker really need another letter to his name? And the NHL draft is tentatively set. All that and Anthony Duclair. What kind of contract should he expect? We'll get into all that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Monday, July 13th. Training camps are open across the National Hockey League's teams who are returning to play, but the biggest news, bar none across the National Hockey League pillar, the 2D jerseys are coming back. We have good news in Ottawa Senators land, and just when you think there's not much going on after the draft lottery hype, boom, massive news, and the rebrand is finally happening. Fans have been clamoring for this for years, and what a better time to rebrand than now? I don't think so, because after this franchise altering draft you're you're basically ushering in a new era for this Ottawa Senators team and what better way to do that than to showcase them in a new light with nicer cleaner better jerseys that us we the people wanted it got me so excited I forgot to introduce everyone off the top of course that's Brandon Pillar I'm Ross Levitan Chris Parliament with us as well Parley before we get to you I'm going to read a little excerpt from Haley Salvian's article Great reporting done by her. I don't want to give away the whole thing, but we do have to get into the specifics of what these jerseys will look like. The home jersey is a black with two red bands on the arms that encase the numbers with a single red stripe around the bottom. So think of the early 1990 Senators jerseys when it was just black and red. But unlike those jerseys, these ones will be the logo they used later when they had the white in the jersey so it will not say ottawa senators within the crest it allows it to be a little bit smaller the the does take up a lot of room although i do like the lettering parley you said this is just about perfect absolutely it is exactly what i've wanted for so long it's the red i think with the white it looks great don't get me wrong but i think the black is just so intimidating and a guy like brady kachuk who is going to be a leader and kind of play the way he does is going to look so good in black uh it's going to be mean it's going to be good to watch and we talked about it before the show if anybody's having trouble kind of uh picturing this or trying to make sense of what this is going to look like we said that guys this is going to look like that great, intimidating black and red Team Canada World Juniors uniform. It's going to be sick, and I can't wait to see it. But, Ross, the aways are going to be great as well. I love those jerseys. Yeah, they're awesome. And little uh, additional information, too. The shoulder patches will not be the O anymore. I did like the O as a shoulder patch, but if you're bringing back the 2D, you have to bring the S shield. And, Pilsy, we won't just see it on the shoulders. Yeah, it's going to be on the pants too, which I love. Like, why, why not add a little flair to every team? I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think every team is going to have logos on their pants coming up, which is great. I mean, the first I just one don't I... like the, the Sens one, 
it was just the same logo that was on their jersey before. Yeah, and that's silly. the thing. You want to flare and have something a little special, a little different. Uh, the the one pant design that I always think of is the Tampa Bay Lightning. The, that lightning bolt down the pant leg is just so sick. So hopefully the Sens can do something like that. And the most intrigue here, guys, is what the Senators are going to do with that third jersey. The alternate, I think, is going to be really interesting. One thing, and I'll throw this to you guys, uh, see what you think about it. I really love the gold trim uh, that the centers used to have on their old alternate all jerseys. And I don't think they should have as much trim as they used to. It was a little, a little much, but I think just a touch of gold will be nice because really the only other team doing that is, well, the Golden Knights, the Vegas Golden Knights makes sense. But I think that would just kind of differentiate themselves from kind of the LA Kings all black or some of the other all blacks that just had that little flare of gold would be great. Oh, for sure. Uh, just real quick, hopping on the pant conversation. I think going a little bit outside the box, albeit in good taste, is always good. Because, Pillar, you said you always went to the Tampa Bay ones. My mind always goes to the green New Jersey ones. I'm not sure that Ooh, the Sens yeah, color like base has a way of incorporating kind of an off color that'll work like that. But yeah, it's definitely fun. I think it just like completes the uniform. I am really curious to see what it will be. I wouldn't be surprised if they kept the O jersey, but red, kind of what Belleville rocks on the road now. But um, yeah, the one they wore in the uh, in the game in Parliament Hill that Rossi attended. Yeah, exactly. That was the the one they've still kept it around the silver O. I don't know if I like that as a full time third jersey look. It did make sense in the game honoring the Ottawa Silver Seven, but I like I like the the black O jersey course you're not going to roll with two black uh o's so i think i'd rather keep that one than try to go the the belleville route but with the 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 ottawa o rather than the b how do you feel about that pillar yeah yeah i think that's good and i think um with your third jersey they should switch it up from the black like that's that's the whole uh point of an alternate jersey yeah exactly so as long as it's something with the red um the old logo guys i'm just so excited to buy my first fresh new uh, Ottawa Senators rebranded jersey. That's going to be a beautiful day. We tweeted out at Send Central on Twitter. We love hearing your feedback. That's why we put out polls for a few of the topics we'll be discussing later on in this show as well. But one of the ones I put out as well, I'm going to ask around the, the table here, who's going on the back of your first jersey? Is it Thomas Shabbat? Is it Brady Kachuk? Is it one of the 2020 draft picks to be announced? Or are you going to go off the board here? Parley, I'll start with you. I think I mentioned it before. Brady Kachuk is kind of the guy that's behind the mean look. Uh, I think he's the big time future. And I think I'll be getting it with the C on it. Bold claims, Parley. Bold claims. Um, my, I've been wanting this for a while. I've got a red, silver, um, silver and red one like we talked about. And I wanted to put Declare on there, but... I think I'm going to hold off on Declare, and we'll get this later. Uh, get to this later until he signs that extension. So we'll see if the extension and the rebranded jerseys align, and maybe that'll be a nice, uh, nice way to do that. Yeah, I'll be taking one of those off the shelves as well. But I also have one of the the red O jerseys from that outdoor game, and I want somebody that played in the game. You know, since I was there, it'll be something I can look back at. And well, um, there's only three guys Four left. Row. Borough, um, the guy. If it, yeah. if he resigns, I'm taking it right to the store. When he resigns, I, I, you know, Craig Anderson, I respect so much, but it's tough for a goalie jersey. I wear it on the outdoor rinks, the ODRs here in, in TO, and 
it's weird wearing a goalie jersey on the ODR. So those two, I mean, Bobby Ryan, always an option as well. Always an option. He but, had a sick uh, goal in that game. He did. He did. It was a strip. It was almost like a Mark yeah. Stone-esque goal. Strip mm-hmm. at the blue line. He walked in. I want to say that was the first goal of the game. I think um, it did. And yeah. a reminder before we move on, uh, Habs fans braved that minus 30 night and did not see their team score a single goal, let alone win the game. So shout out to all those cold Habs fans. Thanks for spending your money in Ottawa. We appreciate that as well. And speaking of spending money in Ottawa for a Quebecer, Anthony Duclair is due for a new contract. We're going to tell you more about that after we talk to you about Rock Auto. You already know it's the family business that serves auto parts online. And talk about a resume. They've been doing it for 20 years. All you have to do, their website's great. Just rockauto.com. They have hundreds of manufacturers, but it's so easy to navigate. And they literally have everything. If you need new carpet, they got it. Motor oil, of course. Tail lamps, brake parts engine control modules, and they do it for everybody. If it's just your classic drive, or if you're an everyday driver, you can get everything you need in just a few easy clicks. And best part, especially during a pandemic, is that it's all delivered directly to your door. Just go to rockauto.com to visit their unique catalog. It's so easy to navigate. Even Pillsy can do it. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Listen, why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It's ridiculous. Just go to rockauto.com right now, rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. All you got to do is put locked on in their how did you hear about us box. That way they'll know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Okay, some right-wing talk, which is rare for this podcast, but Anthony Duclair first, then we get into Brock Besser. And what's funny about the timing, we already did our organizational rankings for the the goalies and the defensemen. Coming up later this week, we're going to do our wingers, probably in two parts. That's yet to be decided, and then our centermen. But right wing, ooh, that's a, it's a point of emphasis for this team going forward. And Anthony Duclair, RFA, Ryan Dezingle, actually the anniversary of when he signed his contract last year. So we asked you guys on Twitter, what will the total money look like? Dezingle signed for $6.75 million. Pilsy, do you think that Duclair gets more? I think it, sh- it should be right around there. Like, it's, it's kind of ironic that that's a contract comparable that we're looking at, seeing as the two were traded for each other. But in my mind, you don't want to give Duclair anything more than three years. You definitely don't want to give him one year. So whether it's a two- or three-year deal uh, depends really on what the player and the franchise want. Kind of Anthony Duclair will want the third year. The Sens will want just two years, I'm sure. So I think if you can get Duclair for two years under $4 million, that's good because you need to give this guy some sort of uh, vote of confidence. You need to give him something. And it's sort of a bridge deal because, man, it was a Jekyll and Hyde season for Anthony Duclair this year. Started out hot, scoring goals left, right, and center, and then it just dropped right off. So I think like we were, we were calling and preaching for the Senators to get Duclair signed while he was hot because – we were, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but we were talking about Anthony Duclair might get 40 goals this season. How are you going to afford a guy like that if he gets 40 goals right when he was at like 1920 early on? So luckily the Sens didn't jump the gun like we wanted them to and they waited it out because I think that's going to ha- be a big factor come contract talks uh, when they happen here. Well, I, I mean, 
That number is is a tough one because I don't think that Anthony Duclair in today's climate will go for that little amount. The flat cap definitely affects it. Exactly. So I'm all right with going with three years because really, if you're looking at an ELC for all these young kids that are becoming in in this draft, that's kind of when you want contract expiring, no? Uh, I think the three years will work perfectly for a guy like this. He's 24 years old. I think he's going to gel really well with him. I also think he's kind of the prototypical player you want in today's day and age. Creative with the puck, but he can move his feet. But those also go together. His hands are quick enough to keep up with his feet, and he knows what to do with the puck. Let's not forget, when he got cold, he was putting nine pucks a night at one point on net. This guy just could not catch a break. I thought 40 was attainable. As you said, Pilsy, I think we all thought it was. But at 23 in 66 games, on the upturn at 24 years old, his athletic ability, I think he's pushing for more, and I think you got to give it to him. So in eight games, he scored 11 goals. Let that sink in. He had his hat trick in Columbus against, or against Columbus during that stretch. But from December 23rd on to the final 29 games of the season, Pillar, he had two goals. One of them was an empty shots. matter. And you mentioned the shots, Parley, 71 shots in 21 games. He was putting the puck on net. That shooting percentage, math guy, 2.8%. So that is not sustainable. If he puts that many pucks on net next year, he's scoring at least 30. Because even with that, he finished the season with 23 goals. So you look at, you look at what he can bring offensively. There's certainly value to that. And his speed is another element. He was even killing penalties last year. And I thought that that expansion of his game is going to allow him to ask for more money because he's more valuable than just a power play guy or just a speedster. Harley, how high would you go? Let's say he wants a three-year. Say he's fine with a three-year deal, but he wants it to be upwards of four, four and a half million dollars. Do you bite on that? Uh, absolutely. Like I mentioned, there's so many ELCs that are going to be ending at that point where that's kind of where the Senators can take a step back at three years right now. I think that's your first step. That third year is going to be your first step into not the playoff picture, but contending if all things work out with these prospects. But let's not forget, like this Anthony Duclair, who do he play with at the center ice position this year? He was competing and putting up points and putting pucks on net, more importantly, with no one really dishing him the puck in the middle. If he's able to get a centerman, that can give him the puck and let him play his game, hit him in stride, give him the puck. Because we saw, saw it on the power play a few times. When you give him the puck in the wheelhouse, he can put this thing in the back of the net with some heat on it. If you can get a centerman that's able to put him into those positions, which will be available in this draft, come two, three years from now, that looks like a pretty team-friendly number. And you have to build around some players, right? We can't just yeah. have this constant rotation in and out, in and out. So I think that Duclair is the kind of guy, he's, he's kind of shown that he he's definitely embraced himself with the fans. He's an all-star this season, which is impressive enough. And then you add on the fact that he's still young. He's going to grow with the core of this team. He's only 24 years old. And the fact that he's played on six NHL teams – Almost makes you forget that sometimes. So Anthony Duclair, at 24 years old, has still a lot of road left ahead of him. How is Brock Besser's name even getting brought up in trade talk? Now, we will start this by saying Jim Benning came out with the funniest look on his face when he was asked about it today. As I mentioned, training camps open. He said, we have never had a single conversation. But with 
the bad contracts the Vancouver Canucks have, think of Jay Beagle, you think of Louis Erickson, among others, they're paying their depth guys a combined like $30 million. And then you look at the situation that Brock Besser signs, finds himself in. He's signed through 21-22, but the salary on that last year is 7.5, and he'll be a restricted free agent. So any qualifying offer would have to be that much. Before I ask about what a return would cost, Parley, does that scare you off? It, it's interesting because this is a guy that went out and was the all-star MVP just two years ago. This guy can put the puck in the net. When he gets hot, he's a better player than Anthony Duclair, who we just put all that money to, hypothetically, obviously. Brock Besser, though, could be the guy that could come in and be your goal scorer. He's 23 years old, albeit he's never been a 30 goal scorer, but he's never been overly healthy either. So all these things come into play, but Brock Besser could certainly be your go-to trigger guy in the future. And I don't think that is crazy to say. Shout out North Dakota also. <laughs> hey, won a national title with North Dakota yep. with Sens defenseman Christian Willannon. So former teammates there, of course, three degrees of separation between most hockey. Uh, the first three years of his career, does it not remind you a bit of Mike Hoffman? So close to 30 goals, but unable to crack it. It just seems like it's inevitable that he's going to beat it. Or, uh, Pillsy, I'll come to you with this one. Do you think that whereas Duclair was playing with some poor centers, this is a guy who spent a lot of time with Elias Pettersson, and uh, he's pretty decent at putting the puck on your stick. Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly obvious that you have to look there. I don't know if you guys uh, went and watched part of uh, Besser's highlights from – uh, this past season, I think 80% of them, at least from what I saw, were assisted by Pedersen, who put him in a great position to score. So that's definitely something interesting you got to note. But like Parley said, it's very likely that the Senators are going to draft a really good centerman with that third overall pick that, with time, can dish the puck to Besser like uh, Pedersen can. And guys, I'm I'm in favor for looking into this at least. The the Senators at least should look into this. And there's a couple reasons why. Jump in, jump in if you want to dispute or anything. Uh, I'll get going. The first part of you mentioned it, 23 years old. Like a 23-year-old right winger that um, is already signed for a couple more seasons is music to the Sens ears because we know they have a hard time getting free agents and extending young players who are looking for those big deals. So boom, that's already taken care of top six right winger that he's going to be your top uh, right winger at least immediately if the Sens uh, do draft or trade for him. And then, you know what? I think he'd be a great guy in your second line once the Senators have prospects that maybe bump him. Uh, possibly a guy we're going to talk about uh, later uh, this week, a prospect that the Sens could pick at number five that could eventually pass him as the top right winger. And then his contract's really not that bad. Ross, you mentioned the uh, the money at the end. That's tough. But from a salary cap issue, it's not a bad contract. And here's the key to all of this, guys, that I think is the most important for the Senators. At the end of this contract, he's an RFA. And that even uh, will compel the Senators to get him even more because it even more looks at the fact that they have a hard time extending these guys. So at least with the RFA tag on them, like Duclair, they have the leverage and they can either A, take him to arbitration if things aren't looking good and just get one year out of them at least, or let's say they can't get towards a deal and then you get a team that comes in and offer sheets and then you get compensation, right? So I think the fact that he's going to be able to grow and develop with this team as a 23-year-old, the fact that he's going to be an RFA at the end of this and the fact that he can immediately 
um, provide some kind of goal scoring, which the Senators need so poorly or so badly, uh, I think makes him a perfect candidate. Now the question is, what do you give up for him? That's, that's where it becomes interesting. And that's what I was going to ask Parley. Is it a situation where you make the Canucks add one of those bad contracts so you don't have to pay as much? Sens clearly have a ton of cap room. They could take on that Louis Erickson contract with three years left at $6 million. One that when you mentioned Elias Pettersson, who's going to need a contract soon, and Quinn Hughes as well. Talk about some raises from entry-level contracts right away. They're going to have to do something with the, with their cap as they've already got almost the entirety of it committed um, for next year. So is that something you look at, Parley? Or is this a good enough player that you make a, a hockey trade? Or if Benning wants, let's say, the Islanders first and a couple of our seconds, then is that something that you'd consider also? Well, you got to remember, I mean – there's so many picks here that you got to think that that's what the Canucks would be interested in. Nothing else really from the senators. I mean, you could throw in a couple players that would maybe sweeten the pot a little bit, but I definitely think you would have to take a bad contract back. Uh, you mentioned Louis Erickson and red lights went off in my head. I said, please not Mikel Bodker version number two, but I think Jay Beagle would be a guy you could look at. I mean, he, he wins all the face-offs. That's an instant number one penalty killer at Stanley the center ice position. Pedigree. Exactly. He, he brings everything to the room. And, uh, I mean, you can talk about bad contracts all you want, and this is getting a little off topic, but what a guy that deserves it more. Was there anyone else you were happier for than when this guy put pen to paper on that deal? I was super excited for him. But, yeah, I definitely think the Senators, to um, restrict what you're giving up to get a guy like this, obviously you're going to have to give up something. But you'd have to take on a bad contract. But name a team that's in a better position to take on a bad contract. Yeah, there aren't many out there. All right, moving on with segments. Parley, right back to you. And staying at UND, JBD has another letter to his name. Yes, the new assistant captain, JBD. This guy just keeps growing in my mind of what's available. I mean, when he was taken in the first round, we were all kind of like, huh? It wasn't really on the radar. But then you start watching this guy play hockey and it's poise. And then he goes off and he has success with Team Canada. And then he continues to grow his pedigree. He Now that you start to see that he's got the A on the jersey, it shows that the coaches respect him, that the players in the room respect him. Not only does his game on the ice speak and get you excited as a Senators fan, and he's got that little bit of pedigree. He's going to come into the room having been a leader in the past. This is exciting news. Oh, it's so exciting. So congratulations to Jacob Bernard Docker, assistant captain at UND and the NHL draft, guys. we got to mention it because this news broke hours after we recorded our last episode, Pilsy. We have a date. Tentatively, October 9th. How weird is it? A Tuesday night draft? Yeah, I don't. Uh, the day of the week is weird, but I think uh, the fact that we're drafting in October is just an absolute uh, weird, weird thing. And it's going to throw, especially uh, the three of us hockey guys, I don't know about you guys, but my calendar pretty much revolves around uh, the season's uh, important dates. It's going to throw my whole life off uh, the draft starting in October. But man, is it good to finally get a date down. We started counting down the 50 top 50 prospects we thought months ago thinking oh by the time we get all the way down to number one the draft will will be happening for sure and uh 
We're at number four, guys, and the draft is in October, but it may seem like for a long period away, but we've gotten this far without it, so we, we can make it all the way to October. That's yeah, for sure. only 88 days until the NHL draft, and because of that, there's some players who are scheduled to already have started their season. Parley, how much can that affect their draft stock? It'll be interesting to see what seasons go back into play with different rules and what, I mean, the key word lately has been bubbles can be created um, by then. Honestly, it's tough to put any stock into any season starting right now. You talk about college players or players overseas, stuff like that. It will be very interesting depending on where players have gone back to and what the travel regulations are and stuff like that. But it certainly would be interesting to throw out, this guy has 10 points in eight games this season and was drafted tonight that would certainly be weird uh it is nice to have a date to it though i gotta agree now i think a lot of people look at this in a positive way and they're like oh it's gonna be sweet at least we get another uh quick small sample size a little snapchat shot of what these guys can do and maybe that'll help uh, increase their stock maybe they developed or whatever I always think the other way. What would happen if a guy who's looking to go in the first round breaks his leg or something in those first couple five games right before the draft, and then your draft stock falls and plummets all because of a freak accident? So it's going to be crazy to see how that affects people going up and down in the draft. It's just another wrinkle that COVID has thrown into this NHL uh, world. And I'll leave you with a, hmm, something to think about. What if draft-eligible players just didn't go back and play? at the start of the season if it was I honestly think that'd be a smart thing. Hmm. Why why not? So we'll hmm. leave you with that because coming up on Wednesday we're going to get back to our Sen Central draft rankings and man, what a way to start the week. The 2 jer- 2D jersey will be back. So we've got something more to look forward to and Brandon Pillar, Chris Parlin and myself Ross Levitan will be here to break it all down because the Locked On Senators podcast has your team every day.